again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah Hallelujah And I know it's not much But I'm nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing It's not their graduation yet. This is not what I usually do. Um, I usually have a text <clears throat> for my sermon. I have a bunch of them. Um, and I'm not going to go through them verse by verse because we uh, just don't have that kind of time. 2013 uh, began something for my family and I, where I boarded a plane on, in Cape Town, and I set forth on a 36-hour flight. For some of you, you're like, that's nothing. We had an 18-month-old, to which, for that 36 hours, I slept most of the way, but that's for another story. That day represented a day where I was about to embark on studies, embark on a part of my life which I had no idea what it was. I knew people here. I knew what I was coming to when it comes to family, but I had no idea what was going to happen. On the other side of that, I was about to, fare, to, to say well, to bid farewell to my family. Graduation is often a time for bittersweet endings and exciting beginnings. Whether it's high school, whether it's college, or something entirely different, graduation is meant to celebrate accomplishments, recognize individuals for what they have achieved. Regardless of their life journey, a graduation is a landmark in a person's life that they will always remember. It's a bridge between two phases of life. For some of you, it's going to be the, the bridge between going from high school to college. For some of you, it'll be from going from high school to a job. Many times, a graduation requires choices of a graduate. Some choices are simple. They know where they're going. They know how long it is. They know where they're going to go, and it's simple. But for, the, for others, it requires much more of a soul-searching endeavor. And it requires prayer. So whether you are a graduate yourself, or you know a graduate, or you're just simply listening to me, we can all find wisdom and motivation from words from different people. And at this stage, 
in our graduates' lives, I guarantee you, you've had a lot of people give you advice. What you should, could, or might suggest that you do next. Um, Generally, what I've done is I've read a lot of books and I've read through a lot of people specifically speak about motivations. Uh, One of those men that I've read a lot of is C.S. Lewis. Now, whether you appreciate or don't appreciate his theology is another story, but I just love his use of the English language. So these are the few, these are some. I've got about 10 here. I'm going to give you three quotes of just how he views life, how he views every day. Here's one. This is from the Screwtape Letters. The future is something which everyone reaches at the rate of 60 minutes an hour, whatever he does, whoever he is. This is from Mere Christianity. God cannot give us a happiness us a happiness and a peace apart from himself because it isn't there there is no such thing this is one from letters that he wrote there are far far better things ahead than any we leave behind This is mere Christianity. Aim at heaven, and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth, and you get neither. A significant journey is ending for you. No matter how put together you have your plans, no doubt you are eager to get going on the next, but go ahead. Each of you, savor the moment. Take it all in. Such clear rites of passage don't come often in life. And thank God, for some of you have liked it, some of you have loved it less, education is a a profound gift. But on behalf of your parents, be, be gracious with their nostalgia. Be gracious with their tears. It's it's a rite of passage for them too. And you're probably, as I said, receiving a lot of advice, but before you set off down your winding road, here are a few travel notes from me. So this is from Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 through 14. You might know this. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy. It leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. My first travel note, the road to joy is hard. You will graduate with adrenaline pumping, I hope, a little bit of nerves, and you're about to embark on something you've never done before. The road is going to be hard. This road of life you're gazing down is a road to life, but only, only if you follow Jesus. 
the road is going to get very hard at times. Other roads that you look at might be appealing. They may be easier. Why? Why do I say that? Well, when you're weary, discouraged, confused, angry, tempted, those roads will seem easier. But beware. The path of least resistance is the path of least reward. Jesus goes much further than that well-known statement. Because what does he say in this verse? A path that leads, like this, leads to destruction. So don't let anyone tell you that life is all about the journey. Because this isn't true. The journey is all about the destination. What matters most is where you end up. You will have to forego many short-term pleasures and refrain from many life experiences in order to reach that which is truly life. So I want to give you a charge. Go for joy. Be a thoroughgoing believer in Christ. Seek the greatest treasure which gives the highest pleasure. Even though the road is hard or the hardest, don't settle for these peddly pleasures. If God is your treasure, you'll gain everything. If he's not, you'll lose it all. That's my first one. Second, trust God's promises. Trust God's promises, not your perceptions. You know this verse, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Know the book. Know this book. Know where it is read. Know where it is taught. Know where it is prized. Do not neglect this book. And I say this as I've approached many of you graduates, find a church. If you have trouble finding a church, I already have one scoped out for you. I do. Memorize this book. Store the book in your heart. Daily Bible reading has nothing to do with your performing a ritual for God's approval but has everything to do with your spiritual survival. The book will keep you sane. Because the book tells you what's real. What you perceive with your senses, how you interpret your perceptions, and how your emotions respond, they're unreliable indicators of reality. They will frequently not tell you the truth, but when they do, their reports will often be faulty. Because they are based on a very thin slice of reality. So in some sense, they will seem to be true. But they're not. You see, they cannot, your senses cannot give you the full picture. You need to know what God says is true. And stand there. Stand there. Many, many times it'll look to you like God's promises are not real or they will not come true. At those moments, I cannot stress enough, do not trust your perceptions. Do not trust them. I have learned this lesson over the past 30 
in so odd years. At several times, I tell you the truth, not once have God's promises failed me. But my perceptions have failed me again and again. So live in the book. And it will help you. Thirdly, pray. Pray whatever it takes, prayers. Whatever it takes, prayers. Some of you might be asking, what are whatever it takes, prayers? Have any of you ever prayed whatever it takes, prayers? Luke chapter 11, verse 9. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Ask God for everything. The world tells you that you are the master of your fate and you must fend for yourself. But God wants you to believe that you cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to you from above. So Jesus invites us to do what? To ask. And this is not just to our graduates. This is to everyone. Ask. Seek. Knock. And so I encourage you, each one of you, to take him up on it. And when praying for your own heart, don't be afraid to pray whatever it takes, Lord. Whatever it takes. God loves those kinds of prayers. He takes them seriously and he answers them. You want to know how I know that? I'm standing in front of you. 11 years ago, <laughs> there's no ways I would have even been able to comprehend this possibility, this probability. But I did pray that whatever it takes, Lord, prayer. You will not always recognize the answers you have prayed those questions, Lord, provide, because they will come in ways you don't expect, and they will often be harder than you expect. Because of this reality, some people are afraid to pray those types of prayers. And my charge to you is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You will not regret those prayers. Through them, God will reveal himself in ways you never knew before. And you will receive some of the best gifts of this life. And lastly, it's my last travel note, is to be you. And what do I mean by that? I mean, follow Christ and be you. Jesus says in John chapter 21, he says, or the disciple says, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, if it is my will that he remain until I come, what is it to you? And then Jesus says this to his disciples, you follow me. Jesus wants you to be you. He wants you to become a more sanctified, excellent you. But he doesn't want you to be Anyone else, you bear God's image in a unique way. I sat around the table this morning with our graduates, and they're very different. They're all about to go through that gate 
very much the same, but they're different. Each of them bearing God's image in a unique way. And you all have a unique calling on your life. You will be tempted all along the way to compare yourself with others. And sometimes you will feel the pride of superiority. Sometimes you'll even feel the pride of inferiority. In all your comparisons, Jesus' words to you will be, what is it to you? You follow me. At the end of your journey, your status and achievements, the world most admires in the grand scheme of things will mean nothing. All that will matter is whether or not you faithfully stewarded what Jesus entrusted to you. Amen? Well, that, was, that was my last travel note to our students. But this is my last travel note to you parents. Trust God with your kids. I hope not. <laughs> it's natural to worry about them. It's natural to think if they have everything they need. It's, it's natural to think if you have taken them through as much as you needed to. It's natural to think those things. It's natural to fear the worst when they graduate and head out into the world. You can find real comfort in the fact that God rules and reigns through everything, through every circumstance, through every decision. The Holy Spirit is just as present in college, just as present where they go or wherever else they may go as he is at home. So trust God with your kids. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and grace to us.
think of a better way to close out our service than with that song. Listen to those words. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. And what a message that Pastor Gary brought this morning and a challenge, not just to our students, but to all of us. Let that be our prayer. Yet not I, but through Christ in me. Let me go over just some announcements because there's a lot of stuff in the bulletin. Don't forget about our baby bottles. They're actually out there in the foyer. You can pick those up on the way out. The information is there. Please check that out. Summer kickoff, May 31st. Please pay attention to that announcement. That's a lot of fun. The parents' night out, um, June was just too crazy. Some things came up, so we haven't had to postpone that. We'll do another one in September. Vacation Bible School, the link is now available on the website. We'll have a QR code in the bulletin next week. Here's the important part. Everybody has to sign up. If you're helping, whether you're volunteering or your kid's coming, you need to register. So volunteers, you need to go on the website and sign up. We have one more week of our Wednesday night Bible study. This Wednesday, our K through fifth grade are also going to meet. So kids, bring your Bibles. And then promotion Sunday um, is in there. And then an announcement about the International Food Fellowship. Do your pastor a favor and go home and read this after lunch so you're not missing anything. And then one last thing is tonight. I want to encourage you to come back tonight as we continue to recognize our graduates. If you were in the fellowship hall, you saw that it's already set up. So this evening from 4.30 to 6, it just you just kind of pop in. If you're bringing food, that has to be here early, and we need food. So please bring some food so we can eat um, and just fellowship. But come love on them, recognize them, um, and then we have our quarterly conference that will follow after that. And uh, before you leave, if you'll just see one of our graduates and just let them know, hey, we're praying for you and we're proud of you. All right, Mike Edson is the Deacon of the Week, so he's going to come close us with a word of prayer. So if you'll stand, let's be dismissed. Bow your head and pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I just, uh, first of all, want to lift up those among us they're having uh, extreme health problems. Pray that you will intercede there and comfort them, give them hope, give them assurance that things will be all right, regardless of what the doctors and all say, that, uh, that they'll know that you're there with them and see them through whatever situation it is. And now I want to turn to Thanksgiving, Lord. I thank you for our students, the six of them. Been a blessing to the church. Been a blessing to me. It's uh, really neat to see boys and girls turn into men and women in almost an instant. But they will be turning into men and women and out and about on their own and prayerfully and hopefully serving you each step of the way. I just ask that you keep your arms wide open to hold them when they stumble and give them encouragement each and every day. And Lord, I wanna thank you for those that are visiting with us that have come to support them and have supported them throughout their lives. Just bless them, their families, 
Give them hope and comfort in knowing where their start was. Be with us this day, Lord. Watch over us and guide us. It was in Christ's name I pray. Amen.